Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 37. We're down to the last couple of broadcasts on St. Paul's letters to the Thessalonians. We're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and today and in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the antidote to the grand deception of the Antichrist. In 2 Thessalonians 2, starting in verse 9, St. Paul warns that the lawless one, the Antichrist, is going to come with all types of satanic activity, There's going to be pretended signs and wonders, uh, so to speak, fake miracles, but it will be accompanied with all wicked deception. In other words, a comprehensive deception. And because those who are refusing to love the truth, that is a willful decision that sets one up for a judicial punishment. And that is that God sends a delusion upon those who reject truth. And in our world, those moderns who think they are intelligent and sophisticated and clever and discerning, but are living an immoral life, will fall headlong into the Antichrist delusion. Monsignor Benson wrote a book early part of the 20th century entitled Lord of the World. And it's very interesting in the book, even the believers saying, you know, it's kind of strange. There seems to be a fog everywhere, a strange fog. And that fog is dimming perception. And huge portions of the world at the time of the Antichrist will, instead of rejecting him, will applaud his politics, his peace plan, his financial plans and his one world religion. And those people who are just playing church, by playing church, I mean showing up on Sunday or fairly regularly showing up on Sunday, not living a moral life in accordance with the faith that they profess on Sunday will have big problems because they're going to be deceived by the modernist theologians who are saying that mortal sin is really no big deal. Uh, We've decided it's no longer a big deal. And people who have itching ears, who have rejected the truth, will think this is absolutely wonderful and will be deceived by the Antichrist pious but poisonous proposals. Now, we're now at verse 13 in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And believe it or not, all of the many things that we have talked about, the second coming of Christ, the rebellion, the great apostasy, the coming of the Antichrist, the great deceptions, the pretended signs and wonders. All of this is just a warm-up for the first word in verse 13. And a lot of people miss this because there's a lot of action packed into the first dozen verses of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. But in verse 13, It begins with the word in English translations, but. In other words, everything above. It's going to go from bad to worse to 
utterly horrible. In other words, people are going to fall into total and complete deception. The whole unbelieving world, along with the just plain church world, are going to be in the fog. But, and I won't bore you with the um, specifics of this, but in Greek, it's, it's so then, or consequently, or as a result of everything above. In other words, St. Paul's point is minor, everything we've just uh, studied. It's basically trying to correct mistaken beliefs that are causing shakiness in the hearts and minds of the believers in Thessalonica. But, and then here's where we turn, but we're glad to give thanks always for you, beloved. In other words, you're going to be different because God chose you from the beginning to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Truth is critical for surviving the grand deception of the Antichrist. And he goes on, to this he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brethren, stand firm. Standing firm is the very opposite of the first part of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where they're quickly shaken and excited in mind and spirit. Stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by letter. In other words, this very short paragraph, verses 13 through 15, is, is the major point of 2 Thessalonians 2. Now, we've had multiple broadcasts just on the first 12 verses because I can't think of any 12 verses of any place else in the Scriptures where you're going to learn more about biblical prophecy and end times events than in those first 12 verses. But we know as a result of those 12 verses, there's this grand delusion, there's this wicked deception. People are going to lose a hold of the truth they're going to need to sustain themselves through the deceptions of the Antichrist. And St. Paul, starting in verse 13, says, nope, but for you, we're bound to give thanks because there's going to be a whole different process here. And now I need to interject a personal story, because believe it or not, my entire spiritual outlook took an unexpected turn by studying 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, right here in this paragraph, verses 13 through 15. And uh, it was an unforgettable event. And and I know these are national tragedies, but, you know, I can remember sitting in biology class when the announcement came over the public speaker that President Kennedy had been shot. Or I can remember taking an emergency landing with the flight I was on uh, in Indianapolis and finding out the Twin Towers. I mean, you know, those visual imageries uh, stick in your mind for your entire life. Well, for me, I had the shock of my spiritual life, it was while studying 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And here's what had happened. I was simply, I'm just going to be very straightforward here, so pardon, I'm not going to buffer this a whole lot. I was fed up with the garbage that was coming off of the contemporary evangelical press and religious media. And I'm talking about the prophecy experts, what was coming. 
I was so tired of hearing nationally recognized experts holding some big Bible and say the Greek says when the Greek said absolutely no such thing. And so for a sense of relief, I turned to St. John Chrysostom. And, you know, he was living centuries and centuries before all this modernist uh prophecy craze that was just off base. And by the way, Greek was his native uh, tongues. And I can remember, I, I mean, I, it was a Sunday night. How I remember that, I don't know. I was holding the very volume that I'm holding my hand right now. Um, I was eating popcorn, one of my favorite things to do, and just casually reading St. John Chrysostom on Second Thessalonians. I had listened to all the prophecy experts, and I wanted to confirm what they were saying was true. So I studied Greek like a madman, and I'm not particularly good at foreign languages, but I wanted to get it because I wanted to know what First and Second Thessalonians said in the Greek language, and it wasn't what these guys were saying. So I, I, I was looking for something that was reliable, something that had uh, substance to it. And of course, he was the one of, well, the greatest preachers in the early church. They said uh, hearing him preach was like somebody getting a hold of your hair and just lifting you up. It was so powerful. So in any case, I was reading along his commentary, his homily actually, on Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and I came across this. He starts by quoting Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 15. So then, brethren, stand fast. This is how you stand fast. This is the antidote to the grand deception of the Antichrist. Stand fast and hold the traditions which ye were taught, whether by word or by epistle of ours. Hence, it is manifest. This means this isn't complicated. This is very clear. Uh, this is understandable by, by anyone that they did not deliver all things by epistle, but many things also unwritten. And in like manner, both the one and the other are worthy of credit. Therefore, let us think the tradition of the church also worthy of credit. It is a tradition. Seek no further. Bomb went off in my mind. I thought, hey, this is the good guy. I'm so tired of the flakes. Here I go back centuries to find a saint and doctor of the church, a great homilist. I was going through his homily in 2 Thessalonians, but, you know, I was a sola scriptura guy. That is, do you believe in the Bible alone for all the truth? And I had turned to him because he was a man I could trust. And here he's saying that sacred tradition is worthy to be held in esteem alongside of scripture. This was an earthquake. I thought, wow, how many times is sola scriptura taught in the Bible? If something so fundamental, so basic to your whole system of truth, how many times is it in the Bible? I'll give you $1,000 if you can show me a single verse that's saying scripture alone is our source of truth. It is scripture right here, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, especially verse 15, where St. Paul is giving the ground that is so solid that any faithful believer 
can stand strong on this ground and resist the best that hell can throw at them, can resist the best that the uh, Antichrist can throw at them with false signs and wonders and delusions, sacred scripture and the Bible together, you can stand strong. Anyone can stand strong. And without that, what is going to happen? Well, I can tell you what's going to happen. The rapture at any moment, folks, are telling their followers that before the Antichrist appears, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, before the grand delusion, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, before the great persecution, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, before the great apostasy, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, they will be yanked out of this world. And that's the exact opposite of what St. Paul is saying in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And that's why we've had so many broadcasts on this. And they're saying only the lukewarm Christians and the unbelievers will be left behind. What is going to happen to those good, sincere, Jesus-loving folks who think they're going to be yanked out before everything in 2 Thessalonians 2 occurs? They'll think, I've been left behind. And they'll have a shock of a lifetime, and perhaps for eternity, because they'll be tempted to lose their faith. Stand firm. Scripture plus sacred tradition, you don't fall into the rapture at any moment delusion. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 37 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com. Thank you.